you want your child to speak Spanish fluently but need classes to be affordable and fit your busy schedule, it's time to try True Fluency Kids, the leading online Spanish immersion program for children. Experienced native speaking teachers use live, fun, and engaging lessons to teach the most common words to get your child speaking Spanish with confidence right away. Use code INTUITIVEPOD20 to save 20% off your first course at truefluencykids.com. Welcome to the Intuitive Family Podcast, the show that helps your family live intuitively and thrive, not just survive. I'm your host, Camille Kirksey. Join me as I share the stories of families living outside the norm who embrace the power of intuition to make unconventional choices that align with their family values and not those of the Joneses. I can't wait for you to meet today's guest. So without further ado, let's start the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Intuitive Family Podcast. In this episode, you'll meet Marion and Tasha Vanzi, a world-schooling entrepreneurial couple with four children living in Maryland. Their heart-centered approach to marriage, parenting, homeschooling, social responsibility, and business is the epitome of how allowing intuition to guide your family always leads to long-term success for children and adults alike. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the Vansies. And if you're a homeschooler and want to hear more about their homeschooling journey, you can get access to a bonus episode where we discuss that and more by joining Homeschool U Academy, my online school for homeschooling parents. Learn more via a link in the show notes. All right. Thank you, Tasha and Marion, for being here. I'm so, so grateful for you taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you for having us. So I would love to know um, what, well, I know, I guess I want the audience, I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay, you want to start? (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, we are the Vanzies. Um, We're based in Maryland. And let's see, a little bit about ourselves. We are um, very much uh, into service and philanthropy. You know, that's that's like our core. Our, our religion is love. You know, our spirituality is love. Um, we are deeply rooted in family. And um, uh, our marriage, uh, we are also world schoolers. We call it world schooling because... Uh, we take our children everywhere with us. And uh, the ability, what gives us the ability to, to do that is that we're also entrepreneurs. So we're entrepreneurs. Uh, my husband runs and owns a cybersecurity IT services firm. I work with him as well. And uh, that vehicle has allowed us to really live our ultimate dreams. And so we're a family that's very much in love with each other, in love with our children, um, and really just living uh, a great life right now. Yes, I love that about you all. And that's always been, you know, just background. Tasha and I have been connected for years now through homeschooling community online. And I've just watched you all blossom as a couple and as a family. And it's just been so beautiful. That's my little personal note here. 
Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So what inspired you to both start living so unconventionally? I know how you live is so normal to you, but yeah. it is very different. So I would love to know a little bit about the world schooling aspect. And I saw on your bio, Tasha, you said you're a social entrepreneur, yes. not just the entrepreneur, right. um, as well as your nonprofit. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think actually... I mean, and she, Todd Marsha would would agree with it. The military. Marsha. No, I said Tasha would. <laughs> His sister's name is Marsha. Yeah, oh, sister, yeah. <laughs> yeah Marsha and Tasha. Yeah, yeah. I, my sister shortly yeah, before this. My my apologies. Yeah. But um, you know, Tasha would agree yeah. with this. Um, we kind of knew this when we were getting we, while we were dating. Yes. Over our four years, um, just having conversations about what we wanted out of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we wanted our lives to be. Those were important things that we dated for four and then then we got married. Yeah. Then we had the children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so while we were dating, we had these conversations about yeah. where we wanted to see our families and where our family should be and what accord we should be on in order for that to be successful, right? Everything from financial to spirituality to how we wanted to raise our children. So when we kind of stepped into it, it took a little bit, you know, for us to kind of uh, determine that direction once we had solace, our first son, and kind of determine that, you know, hey, this is the best direction to go. We talked about it. We talked about, you know, me being in the military, her working in corporate America, and how can we find that balance in what we wanted as a family in the long term? Which is already unconventional, right? You know, if you're in the military, you're a one percenter already automatically. You know, his position changed every three years. Um, when you're a wife married to someone who is serving in the military, um, you have to adapt to that lifestyle because at any time your family could be uprooted. And so um, because of the nature of not only his career and my desire to be an entrepreneur, I went into consulting to ready us for the ability to be flexible um, with the raising and education of our children. And so um, what affirmed that for me was one of my consulting uh, uh, gigs, jobs, projects, uh, and contracts was actually working inside of public schools throughout the country. And so I developed career and entrepreneurship development curriculum that was inside the public school. So I got to see the traditional school model up front uh, throughout the country, as I train people throughout the country, um, how to make that lifestyle better. And I could not see myself in it. And so all the conversations we had when we were just dating and before we uh, were married and, and, and decided to have children um, was just <laughs> reconfirmed, you know, with my exposure there. And, and we've been in total alignment. Um, as it relates to uh, raising our children. So homeschooling is a model. World schooling is a model. Well, it it really helped our decision-making when we moved into our community and the the elementary school had bungalows up for over, for, because of the amount of children that they had there. So yeah, they were bungalows. And um, whenever you saw that, I grew up in LA and that was very typical, right? Yeah. You had 30 plus kids to one classroom with one teacher. And to me, you're not getting a decent education then. You're just hoping that your child grabs something during that day um, while that teacher, nothing against the teacher. That's not my point. 
but that's just overwhelming for one person. So, you know, we've all watched somebody else's kids while we were watching ours and, and that's probably only like, you know, a handful of kids and that was overwhelming. So I can only imagine one person right. doing 30. So uh, that really helped the situation. Yeah. And at least, you know, when you're watching other people's kids or just with your own kids, you know, you have more autonomy to move right. and groove the way it works for you. And unfortunately, teachers, most teachers just don't have that privilege. And, you know, that really that 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 can make it more difficult for sure. Um, I love and when you were saying, Tasha, about um you know, the lifestyle and the questions and your experience. I was just thinking like, it's so unconventional to just have these conversations as a couple up front about such intense and like long-term decisions yeah. because that's, that's I the think first night. We had it the first night, okay? <laughs> Look, I met him when I was no. 20. He was 28. Neither okay. was playing. It's, I yeah. was like, look, I am quite fine on my own. Yeah. Oh, that and makes a difference. He, yeah. And he was too. Like, you know, yeah. I think we were both kind of in love with our own selves at that time. And either you were going to be an asset or a liability. Mm. And neither one of us had time for liability. So we got right. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That's what I said. That's unconventional to be having these really serious yeah. conversations up front. But they're but so important, right? They're yes. so important that people, yep. you know, they don't have it. They go see a counselor about it. They go see a spiritual advisor about it. But the reality of it is you need to have a conversation with the with person yeah. about yeah. where that stands. And yeah. you'll find there's just values that baseline values that each of us have that you just don't sway from. Yeah. And that should be for anyone. And then whatever that person is bringing is added to that baseline, yeah. right? Or you respect that person's baseline. And we and I know one of ours was finance, how we're gonna raise our kids and spirituality. Yep. Those were the three that we had to align with yeah. in order for this to work. Otherwise, no marriage, like why? Yeah. Yeah. You know the whole concept about the husband stayed home and the mother went to church, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. he just didn't mm-hmm. go to church. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense. Either you're both going to church or you're both not, not going to church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I use that as an example, page. right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, with world schooling, the way you guys do it, you are absolutely setting the tone and setting the example for your kids on a daily basis. And so you have to be on the same page or at least in the same chapter. Maybe you're not on the same yeah. page in every situation. Right. But being being close enough is yes. it, it makes it easier to move yes. through this world the way you want to do it. And that's exactly um, what you all are doing. So, you know, speaking of like moving through the world, I would love to know. And th- when I ask this question, it is it's funny to me, but it's something people want to know. Like, what's your typical day looking like? And I know, you know, it's probably not a typical day. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is that routine? I know you all have a routine. There's, okay. some, there's an expectation there. I would love for you to share a little bit of yes. it. Yes, because each semester it changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also because we're entrepreneurs, we work, we have an office that we should be going to, but um, we, we work from home a lot. We work from home a lot, which means that our children have to be somewhat in sync with that. So right now we're in our summer session. That means this summer, our two eldest, uh, 16-year-old Salas, 14-year-old Nazir, they actually came to us and asked to work for us. Mm-hmm. So they're working with us this summer. So they're working some days. Uh, Suman is actually actually at summer camp. 
Um, but then they still have their enrichment activities. So all of my children are in a band. My boys, they have a, a really cool band uh, that they're in. Saman is in her own band and they have a big performance coming up. And so in the in-between time, um, you know, we may be working um, on a project for business, but it's also in alignment with my children's academic studies. So they're getting real world, um, uh, not just financial literacy, but economics, um, business strategy training every day. And uh, my eldest, for instance, he understands some of the very complicated business matters that we're involved in. And he's only 16. He can do what a lot of 30-something-year-olds can't do uh, in our industry as a result. And so we, we incorporate their curriculum uh, into the work they're not only doing for our company, but the work they're actually doing for themselves. So they're all working on their entrepreneurial ventures as well. To graduate from our home academy, which is the Agile Entrepreneur, Entrepreneur Academy, you have to be able to start and erect a business. That's the graduation requirement. Okay. Mm. So they're learning that now. So I was so pleased when they came to us and said, we want to work for you because they're learning how to do that firsthand. So an average day is what? You know, you, you get up. It's right now, it's kind of nine to five for all of us, but it may not be that starting in September. Because <laughs> they may end up having, um, for instance, jujitsu lessons, you know, first thing in the morning. So we drop them off to jujitsu lessons. We're in meetings during that time. You know, Saman may be at her um, her uh, STEM nature camp that's nearby. And we actually chose to live in a place where we can kind of reach everything within 20 minutes, right? So Ooh. any and everything you can imagine uh, our children have. Uh, I helped to develop a, a music academy for our children that's nearby. <laughs> and now, you know, homeschoolers all over the place are benefiting from it because I was the one that went in and said, well, can you offer my children yeah. uh, production level music classes? So my children are not only musicians, but they are actually producers. They produce real music. You know, Salas has music on Spotify. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Like I didn't know that. That's amazing. He's a great DJ. You know, one of the key points that Tasha mentioned was we developed these relationships with yes. local businesses yep. that provide a Last service seven years. and have not necessarily thought about homeschooling, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so even our mixed martial arts uh, program yep. that our sons were, are going to, yep. um, they did not have it, but now they have how they came, emailed me and said, hey, Marn, we're starting that program. Yep. We're yeah. reaching out yeah. and it's actually going to be we have a, we have a large we have a large amount of students that are interested in that. Yes. Um, the music program that Tasha's mentioning. Yep. Um, there were programs that they didn't have that now they do they have a full curriculum during the day mm -hmm. and actually said, hey, listen, you guys are filling gaps where we yeah. did not have uh, we didn't have a filler for yeah. during the day because most of our clients came. Right after four o'clock yep. science classes so you know our, our children are are programmers and engineers they they lead their own robotics club because you know all the public schools and private schools said no you can't be a part of us so we started our own club yeah and, but we beat a lot of them we beat a lot of them and made it to uh, the state champs um and so they're learning we use the same collaborative model 
uh, strategic partnership model in our business, we, we use also in our education model. And mm -hmm. we found it a really nice way to blend it all. And so that's where the nonprofit comes in, the, the Agility Network. The Agility Network not only now incubates our homeschooling collective, where we have many families in the collective, as you know. Um, so that homeschooling collective is uh, now being transitioned from the World School Mosaic to the Agility Network. But we also advise um, now, we also advise young entrepreneurs from under, from really, middle school all the way through graduate school and we advise some new startups um but we also make sure that they're getting some of the technical assistance let's stop for one moment hey can someone get the puppies i couldn't even hear them you can't mm -mm. oh wow that's no? good so i must have my noise canceling on yeah. Okay, so you can't hear them because they're really loud for us. Okay, good. If you can't hear it, let's keep going. Yep. <laughs> so, um, what I was saying is that uh, what we've been able to do through our community partnerships and our collaborations is, is really provide every single level of academic knowledge application you can imagine because for homeschooling in the state of Maryland, they ask you, it, it's very limited. They just want you to show proof that you are hitting the main academics, but we all know that education is way beyond that. And so our, our curriculum is very interdisciplinary. And so it transverse the academics of, you know, any level of mathematics, science, uh, uh, English, language arts, um, uh, your, your foreign languages, <laughs> of course. Um, your your history, I think I said history, your arts, all of that, uh, we make sure that the children are doing project-based learning, right? Project-based okay. learning that really shows that they're applying the knowledge uh, that they're given. And so we've been very fortunate enough to create relationships so they can do that. Yeah, you guys are moving like, like Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Wherever you go, yeah. there's an economy built, there's a network of businesses yep. benefiting. And, you know, I, I, that's actually one of the things I talk to my students about where you need to ask, you know, yeah. if there's something not available at the museum that you think homeschooler, other homeschoolers will be into, ask. I have personal experience with a program, even these restrictions that they put on age, right? right. Yeah. Because we know our kids better than they, yep. than they know our kids. They don't know our kids. Yep. So there was a program with my oldest that every, like the cutoff, was 14 and up, mm -hmm. but I knew my son was mature enough to handle this. So mm -hmm. I said, let me just ask, would yeah. you guys consider lowering it to 13? Yeah. They, they had a conversation, came back. He, they said, yeah. And do you know, before I asked, they had zero applicants. They had zero members. After I asked, I think it was about eight kids. Seven of those kids were 13 years old. So it benefits to ask and really let them know that homeschoolers that I mean, these weren't just homeschoolers, but just period. Um, children are, you know, especially homeschoolers, we're available and we want the same kind of access as public school. Um, and that honestly is one of the things that can be difficult. I actually look for a STEM program or robotics program for my sons and everything is public school related. Yeah. And it's like, you got to do it yourself. And that's yeah. one of the things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. yeah. 
but you know, then you get to craft it and, and really make it a rich experience based on your kids that most times other kids and other families benefit from. So it's worth the effort at the end. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you talked about, um, you know, world schooling a little bit. I would love for you uh, both or, you know, whoever is the best one to answer uh, to define world schooling a little bit more. And you, you kind of touched on it and why you believe it's a viable path for educating children. Awesome. I'll let the resident expert. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I said, let me, let me. Okay. Yes. We call it world schooling um, because we recognize that for our children to flourish, they need to um, recognize their position and their right to plant their feet on any place in the world. And that means that you take your education everywhere you go in the world. Um, because we're a military family, there's a lot of travel involved. Not necessarily, we, we didn't have to actually move to different locations, although that was a possibility twice. Mm -hmm. um, however, because of the nature of Marion's work, when he was in a military, he would have to travel to different places. We would go with him. And when we went with them, we were also adding on additional trips. So we were traveling not only throughout the country, but literally throughout the world. And education doesn't stop just because you go off someplace. It's not a fee for all, you're just playing. No, everywhere we go, we go, we're learning about the culture, we're learning about the people, we're learning um, just about the norms and the history of the location. We're not there just to be there in happenstance or to be tourists. We're there to really understand how um, people operate and what those ecosystems are. And so we call it world schooling because we're always on the go. Yeah. Even in the car, like some people call, you know, when they're in a the car, car schooling. Yeah. Well, if you're doing all that life schooling. Well, if you're doing all that, where is it done throughout the world? Everywhere. So we call it world schooling. Where, where, quite yeah. Better question is where isn't it done? Yeah. Right, where isn't it done? It's everywhere, right? That's true, yeah. yeah. So why do you think that's that's a good thing for kids? You know, some people are very limited in what they believe kids are capable of and what they should be doing at certain <laughs> ages. Why are you guys so, so adamant that world schooling is a good thing for not just your children, but children in general? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it doesn't put borders up, yeah. right? Yeah. It doesn't put limitations up. It allows them to see that the possibilities are endless. It allows them to see cultures are endless, right? And then there's cultures within cultures, right? Um, and that you have the ability to touch all of this. And the more you touch, the more, the wiser you become. Because you have a, a knowledge base that so many percentage of the world does not leave their local areas. And now you're able, not because you make you any smarter than them, it just helps you to make better decisions in life. Do I really, do I want to live overseas or do I like where I live? Do I want to move to California? What fits me, right? What makes me feel comfortable and what culture and environment makes me feel comfortable, right? And that stems all the way from economics to spirituality, right? People ask me all the time because we both come from two different which we don't practice anymore, but we both come from two di different religious backgrounds um, and chose not to follow those religious backgrounds, but to just follow spirituality. Um, but they asked me, well, how do your kids, how do you feel if your kids, you know, go in that direction, in that religious direction? And the question is, 
the, the real statement should be, well, have I gave them the tools to make an educated decision right. on how, on what they want to make? It's not for me to say, hey, do you want to be, um, you should be this religion, you should follow this political line. It should be, what did I, what tools did I give you right. to make the best educated decision right. that's going to benefit you and long-term your family? Right. They have discernment so, processes. Yep. And so, Thinkers. Yeah. Being able to travel the world has made them highly adaptive. Yeah. There is no room my children will go in and be uncomfortable and, mm. and be like, oh, I'm the only one in a room. No, yeah. they recognize that wherever they are, wherever they plant their feet, they belong there yeah. and they operate as if they do. And so it's, it's extremely important. They've also seen um, and experienced some things that have, especially crises, right? that have enabled them to really deploy that discernment process that we've helped them to develop. Uh, case in point, when we were in, <laughs> when we traveled to Europe, oh, yeah. um, we were in Paris and in, at the height of some of those protests. Mm-hmm. And our, we were almost tear gas. The tear gas was sprayed and came into um, uh, the restaurant we were in. Of course, you know, he kicked in the gear and pretty much saved everybody. But right. my children, they didn't, they didn't skip a beat. They immediately knew what to do because they're so used to being in different environments. And we've taught them how to um, discern, take executive action, um, really uh, see and have a compassion for other people. So they were able to write alongside us uh just make sure that crisis was managed mm-hmm. they would not have had that opportunity if they're sitting in a school with four walls limited to the few people they move with in a classroom mm-hmm. from classroom to classroom like they get to see real world experiences mm-hmm. that are impactful and help them become whole engaged human beings and and that's what we seek to raise yeah, yeah. and i love the immediacy of it you're not forcing your children to be in any situation, but you welcome them, you walk alongside them and you empower them to do that. And I feel like if you get to practice that as a child, just imagine how adulting (laughs) is. You don't have to practice those hard skills when it really counts. You get to practice it where it's a soft landing and you get guidance instead of real harsh penalties, depending on the situation. Yeah, we don't don't walk away from, from conversations, right? Like, yeah. topics <laughs> we talk about everything. we talk about right <laughs> yeah everything from why do you cuss daddy right you know or you know <laughs> well what does that yeah. mean or what i what i just saw or yeah invite questions let them ask the questions yep. and yep. and answer them honestly as possible and and explain it to them in their terms and then yep. say you know you know, don't just take it from us. Learn as you go Learn. along and take research. that in. You come back and teach you know, us. <laughs> even though I used to tell them it was the Oracle, I'm, I'm really not the Oracle, but I used to tell Wait, them. That. They called you the Oracle? <laughs> he called himself the Oracle. Oh. And now oh. our eldest son believes he's the Oracle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the two eldest. I mean, it, oh, like, that's hilarious. Like a little encyclopedia of yeah. YouTube information. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> Allowing that makes them be more inquisitive yeah. and and embrace what's out there and, and learn more about it, right? Mm-hmm. While we still maintain the values of our family, right? Yeah. They have a different way of communicating of, of technology with technology. They're yeah. not maybe as verbally engaged as we are, but yet they communicate probably more than we did. Right. 
right? Um, And understanding that, but setting the baseline of values of of humanity, of loving people and and being conscious of other people and courteous. You know, those are the things that are important to me. Um, Not that, you know, they're, can they sit and have a conversation or do the things we did, right? Because yeah. they're, they're going to do things differently. And the way they do things differently yeah. is going to allow them to be more creative in the things. Yep. Maybe they're the ones that invent that we do a virtual conversation rather than a phone call. Yeah. Right. You know, right. And, exactly. and that cannot happen if I'm stifling that. That's right. So, exactly. yeah. I, you know, I love that you guys yeah. walk the walk because a lot of parents or just adult, adults in general, they really talk about empowering children. They talk about, you know, all these different values, but they don't walk it. They don't live it. And when something happens and the children ask those hard questions, right? then they, oh, you know, they're too young or they're, no, now that's, it's time to walk the walk. <laughs> and I love you guys for doing that for your kids and modeling that, modeling that for other families. Because I know, you know, just from the online presence, I know people can see the work. It's happening in real time, in real life. It's not just, oh, we're, we got these pretty pictures and we have, yeah. no, no. You know, we can, you can see that the children are actually doing these things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, there's, there's no better experience than real life. Right, (laughs) with your parents by your side that's a beautiful way yeah are you a parent searching for an enriching educational experience for your kids that sparks curiosity encourages innovation and embraces diversity through stem and language arts discover hewitt learning as a nonprofit, they are dedicated to providing creative and accessible resources such as the Adventurous MC Detective Agency, the Well-Loved Math and Games, and the Engaging Lightning Lit series. But Hewitt Learning goes beyond curriculum. Their National Innovator Challenge inspires kids to tackle real-world problems, fostering critical thinking and global connection. It's not just a competition, it's an empowering journey towards becoming change makers. Redefine learning and prepare your child to engage meaningfully with our diverse world by visiting Hewitt Learning online at hewittlearning.org slash intuitive. That's hewittlearning.org slash intuitive. Um, you know, your lives really exude so much confidence and so much trust in the, well, it's really about the old adage of trusting the process. I know you all are really big on that. <laughs> yes. Um, so why do you have so much trust in the process um, and in yourselves and in your children? <laughs> mm. Because we're, we have the living proof and truth, which is why I document so much, right? There is no any and every time we are in alignment and we make the decision to say, yes, let's go. And usually it's him because he does not make decisions lightly. If he says, this is what we're going to do, it's done. There's no question about it. It's done. It's already done 10 times over. <laughs> and so the reason, um, we have confidence is because really our, our faith, you know, our walk is the living truth and proof. There is a pattern of, of success that we're experiencing when we do certain things. Number one, it start, starts with communicating very transparently. We are extremely transparent. Yeah. <laughs> we get along all the time. It does mean we respect each other all the time, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, um, we we're very open. There's not a question I cannot ask that he will not answer and vice versa. 
you know? Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get real raw too, you know? And it has to be that way, <laughs> you right? In order for us to make decisions. Yeah. Um, more than others. Right? <laughs> Out of the balloon. But, yeah. I do it every now and then. Just trying to sleep. <laughs> Hey, that's married life. You got it. Listen, you know I'm not ready. You, you know, know um, <laughs> but then also um, making sure that we embrace the work we must do. I, I, we are not the type of people that beg God, oh, God, give us this, do this, and pray for things. We've never prayed for things, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, I pray for the ability for me to execute, you know, yeah. the, the ability for me to be what I've been brought here to do, not for you to give me things and make things easier. We lean into the work, like yeah. we embrace the work. And I think both of us, you know, enjoy um, actually leaning into that work. But then we have each other's back 360. Yeah. 360 all the time you know if there's something that he's passionate about i know he he wants to do he knows tasha has his back when i you know became was pregnant with our first child and at four months i'm like oh my god there's a a spirit inside of me there's a living being remember that there's a living being inside me had no idea what that what that was going to feel like, right? Because I never thought I was going to be a mom. So when I was pregnant and I realized, had the epiphany about what it meant to become a mother, and I went to my husband and said, well, I can't work in corporate America. We have to do something else. He was like, I got you. Mm-hmm. He did everything he needed to do to make sure his wife and the love of his life was at, was able to be the fully present human being she needed to be to be a mother. And what does that do? That gives his partner the mental space, the spiritual space to be present for him. And so we're, we are constantly nourishing each other, re-energizing each other, um, just reciprocating uh, the love we have for each other. It's just, it's, it's a constant. And, and that I think is what, kind of, I know it propels me. It makes me into the sanctuary I know I am. And I know I've been brought into this world to create sanctuary everywhere I go. And so Mm. I'm just pleased that I have, you know, my husband here that has my back. I call him Solace, by the way. So my oldest son is actually named after him. Solace is the name I gave. I called him Solace when we were just dating. Got it. That makes so much sense. And you gave me a great transition to my next question. (laughs) Because I was prowling, like I told you, I was prowling on your your social media, on your Facebook, and I found something. Um, And I want to know why you call yourselves social entrepreneurs. um, And can you define that? And then share how your work uh, inspires your desire to, quote, this is what you said, create Mm -hmm. sanctuary and opportunity everywhere you go. Look mm. at that synchronicity, Tasha. I yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yes. So a social entrepreneur is someone who um, develops an entrepreneurial system or organization or ventures for the benefit of improving society at large. Mm-hmm. So ensuring that um, you are transversing the social economics to serve those 
that need to be served and that those who traditionally would not be able to access some of either the services or benefits that our businesses offer can access it. And so I'm a social entrepreneur, you know, not just by name, but also by recognition. I'm, I'm, I'm an OSI uh, Baltimore fellow, community fellow, uh, which I won because I was a social entrepreneur. And that started with our original nonprofit, which has now evolved into the Agility Network, serving not just young people, but really tapping into the talent, uh, the attentiveness and conscientiousness of young people, developing them into to self-actualized human beings that impact their families and the people you know, all around them. And so our ventures, we could have easily just said, you know what, he retired from the Navy, you know, live partially off of that retirement, go into corporate America, I can go into corporate America, and just do our thing all by ourselves. But we have a better understanding of why we're here. And so our part of our mission is to serve. And so our, our business is designed to not just earn us a living, but to also impact a broader community around us and to bring them in to our social capital and transfer that social capital, making us social entrepreneurs. You want to add on? Yeah, I would definitely add on to that. Um, I think it's important for the audience to know that it's it's just, we're not talking just, uh, Tasha's not just talking Mm -hmm. nonprofits, right? We're talking about a profit that needs to, to, because funding is required, right? Yes. You're the nonprofit either getting funding from a government or, or some other outside entity that's going to influence whatever, right? And nonprofits cost the founders right. money. So it's, <laughs> right. it's imperative that we, yeah. Yeah. as an organization, as Agile Care supports the Agility Network and the things that the Agility Network is doing, right? Yeah. And so a part of being social entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is embracing our community, right? Being involved in, in things like investing back into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason why we're at the UMBC campus, right? And, and involved at Morgan State and Howard and, and Coppin and wherever else that we are touching and involved with. Mm-hmm because we wanna make sure we're building up our community from young children all the way up through their adulthoods. Yes, um, and professors. And, and connecting <laughs> yeah. them with the network of people that we know yeah. in the careers that they are in. And that doesn't mean it's just cyber or IT. It can be bi- in biology or yeah. in engineering. Um, there's many different areas. We know many different people. We cross different people. And so we use those relationships to expand and give these young folks, or sometimes it's not young folks. Maybe it's somebody trying to change a career and and point them in a direction. Send me the resume. I don't have the job for them right now, but I know somebody (laughs) and I I can put it out there. Yeah. And just doing those little things for people yes. is part of that social uh, entrepreneurship piece, right? And then showing them how yeah. to monetize that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if you want to be a barber, you want to be an electrician, you want to be an IT guy. You know, yes, you can do that, hone in on your skills, but let's talk about how we can get you to, uh, if that's what you want to do, yeah. create a business from that. Yeah. Right. An operational. It could be a one man or one woman business, right? Because mm-hmm. I know people that have contracted themselves out, but they're a company. Yeah. 
So they get more of their money versus splitting it to some company that you went to work for. Mm -hmm. So there's different aspects of it. I do the same thing for my brothers and sisters coming out the military. I reach an arm out and say, hey, I don't want anything from you. How can I help you transition? What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? When do you start doing it so that the transition is easy for you and your family? Those are the type of things that we're talking about. And people helped us. So we're, we're, we're pouring. Yeah. We are paying it forward. That's yeah. right. Interdependence is necessary. Yeah. Interdependence, not independence. Interdependence is necessary. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And it's funny because, well, I guess it's not funny because I, I do know how y'all roll here. Um, but when I started doing the business side of home education and media and stuff like that, I didn't feel my my authentic self until I was more heart-centered, until I was more socially entrepreneurship focused. Yeah. So I know exactly where you're coming from. It's like, yeah, you can go the complete, it, you have to make money, right? right. But you don't Good. have to let that be the driver that yeah. can absolutely support that heart-centered approach that, yeah, I, I have to do what I need to do, but I'm gonna help you do the same thing. Right. That's right. Reaching yeah. back. So yep. yeah, I love that. I love that. That's so needed. And it happens, you know, I don't want to act like that's not the case. Cause I think that really happens more often than not uh, with people reaching back and, you know, yep. using those connections. Does, um, yeah. But I love that we brought that up because that's absolutely something that is unconventional about your lifestyle. That is how you live your lives. You're looking to not only provide for your family, but to help others do the same for themselves on their terms, not just this way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I would love to know, uh, what's one of the biggest challenges you've had while while world schooling um, and actually world schooling and be an entrepreneurial uh, couple? And how did you overcome it? You know, for me, time. Yes. Time. Time is so, it goes so fast. It it gets piled upon. Mm -hmm. You have an agenda for the day. That agenda gets skewed to one direction. Um, You have to be, uh, as I always say, my Marine Corps uh, brothers and sisters always say, a senpai Gumby. (laughs) <laughs> right okay some pie gumby meaning being flexible right yeah. okay so oh, their their, their motto is senpai semper semperfy right so they say senpai, Got it. Okay. right yeah you got to be flexible yeah. to the situation yeah. and make adjustments right and then using one of the analogies of my um my other uh my mentor uh, Mr. Tony Thornton, I'll give him a shout out there. He, he taught me about glass balls. We used to call them Tonyisms. Yeah, glass ball, rubber balls, right? And so, you know, you're juggling glass balls, and then the rubber balls bounce next to you. And at any given time, one of those glass balls has to become a rubber ball, and a rubber ball becomes a glass ball. And so, you're dealing with the things that are in front of you at the time. And so, you make those adjustments as we go along. But going back to your question, it's time. Yeah. And time affects everything else that goes mm-hmm. around. So, we, but we've we've done a great job at it. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she's, you know, she's given me a lot of praise. But Tasha does amazing things and <laughs> and and caring for my spirit, right? Yeah. And caring for my soul and all those things that I tend to forget, uh, yeah. even my health, right? Yeah. And so she she does a great job at it. And she'll say, "Pause. Yep. Let's go to a spa day. No, you're not. You know, or." She has access to as long as has access to my calendar, so we'll make adjustments to that. Yeah, and it, it's important to just yeah. breathe, right? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not a, uh, a full vacation, um, but just breathing yes. kind of helps you bring you back and adjust that from adjusting from that crazy time, lack yeah. of time. Yeah. yeah. And I, to piggyback on what you're saying, I would say managing expectations yeah. and perceptions. And that's for both of us. So, um, you know, especially Marion's goal is to pretty much give me the world, right? If I ask for it, I'm getting it. That's just, so I'm very careful what I ask for. <laughs> if I ask for, I'm go- going to get it. You know, he wants to always make sure that his family is thoroughly provided for. And that means that they're happy, right? And so um, managing the expectation that you cannot do it all at once. And so I've become very stealth and adept at um, getting pretty much everything anyone could could desire in within a continuum of time. Mm-hmm. So really managing this schedule and helping everyone understand that you have to be agile. You really have to be able to embrace change on the fly. Like that's how we live yeah. is being able to embrace change on the fly while maintaining a, a sense of, of number one, gratitude. That's very important. Always be gracious to yourself and have a sense of gratitude for just being able to be in this living experience and all the changes that happens in the meantime, Mm -hmm. while you still keep your eye on a goal. And so um, managing those expectations is difficult, but it takes a lot of planning. So I spend a lot of time just working with each child, especially on their plans and helping them see really the 10 to 100 different ways they can reach their goal, going whatever path. So as they shift, I still help them understand, yeah, you can do that. And these are some of the different ways you can still achieve your ultimate goal or whatever that is. And so um, I think that's extremely important, not putting expectations on people, but helping them manage their expectations that they're having of life in the world um, all around. Meeting meeting them where they're at. Meeting, yeah. Meeting, meeting everybody where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. And then bring them in slowly. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, you know, change, life changes can be very dramatic for them. I've been very blessed to be in the military. So change happens quite often, very quickly. Sometimes you're waiting. Yeah. Even though he's told the change is coming, he spent a lot of time waiting. So I've been, yeah. I've been a, a you know uh, yeah. trained for that. There's one thing I wanted to say that I think is important for the whole thing of what we're talking about, uh, especially when it relates to our family. Um, you know, one of the things we tell our children, and some people might be taken back by it, is that we come first. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I cannot take care of you two. I can't take care yeah. of you four if we can't take care of us. That's right. Right. We we're not if our relationship isn't working, then we can't properly take care of you guys. So we need to make sure we embrace that. And they get it. They get it. You know, it's not that we love them any less. It's that we're we're here to raise you guys. Yeah. But once you guys are gone, it's us. We want to still like each other. Right. And so yeah. 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 So yeah, Yeah. that yeah, that's important to 
Yeah. The overall of who we are. Marriage comes first. Uh, it, it very much is. So I, I want people to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think they're gonna get that whether you said that or not. You we, <laughs> we can absolutely tell that your relationship yeah. um spiritually and you know just as a couple is the foundation of everything else you do. So yeah. it absolutely comes across. And and you know, I think more and more people are are saying that out loud. It's not as taboo to say, hey, yeah. you know, we are we come first yeah. because yeah. everything we do, whether we think it affects the kids or not, it does because they're scared and they see yeah. it. And if we want to be those models, we have to be honest and say, hey, exactly yeah, it. this is how right. it has to be. Because they're watching, right? They're going to emulate how their relationships are going to be, yeah. right? Are they going to mm-hmm. be destructive, abusive relationships? Yeah. Are they going to be relationships that, you know, that your relationship with that person you yeah. choose to com- make that commitment with yep. is foremost? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you start a pattern of that that builds out to for generations to come because they understand what relationship married or not married right what relationships are yep. and what a commitment is to it right yeah you know does it come with hiccups yeah. of course it does but you know yep. yeah yeah i get it <laughs> very 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 good stuff um i would love to know what's something about each other that has surprised you lately that has surprised surprises. me lately. If surprise doesn't come to mind, maybe something that affirmed you. Yeah, okay. So probably affirmed. I tell them all the time, man, every year you find a way to make me fall in love with you again. Like mm-hmm. I like the the new you every year. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's growing a, a whole lot, leaps and bounds, yeah. right? And so um for for me you know i've always known him to be a strategist but i'm beginning to call him king midas because his his level of brilliance and understanding people relationships and how to put them together is just next level to me like you, you know and i've worked i worked some for and have been mentored by some very powerful people you know in this country and he has all the stuff they have mm. and more. And mm. so um, really for him, it's just how he's thinking and growing. Like I like, I like the elder gentleman that he's becoming. Like he's, he's, he's a, you know, I've been waiting <laughs> for this since I met him. I don't know. Oh, oh man, yeah. I can't wait for him to like wanted an old dude. <laughs> <laughs> for the audience, she's talking about the grade that's coming in on the goatee. If you can't see the video, yeah, operating in that. No, but um, I just like the way he moves, and that he, you know, he just stays who he is to his core. But you see tremendous growth. Mm. You know? Like he's like a, I don't want to liken you to an old oak tree, but you know, there are systems of of connections amongst the trees, right? But there's usually that really powerful tree in the center that's connected to all of the other ones. And there's this very cerebral connection that kind of shares that life force and inspiration throughout. That's who he is for our family. So it's amazing. Like people see me and they ask me, well, why are you that way? Well, because my husband energizes me, you know? Like the I show up. I'm present because he keeps me full, mm-hmm. but he's that root. He's that root system. 
And I see it kind of like, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. It, am I explaining it right? Oh, yeah, no, I get it. Because, you know, the trees do talk to each other. They are interconnected. He's like, you know, he's like, I get it. She's that sister. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know about that. But no, that it's good. I yeah. absolutely get it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, With Tasha, <laughs> it's so funny. What you're laughing at? I'm laughing at you. Um, <laughs> Because, and I get it, there has been some growth, especially in business and new areas that I have not. And it's it's kind of opened me up to be wiser in decision-making and things like that. So I do appreciate that. And personally, too. And personally, I, I, I would agree. As a human yeah. being. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't much for tolerating folks for a while. No, yeah. He used to be very <laughs> intolerant and like, no, if I don't like you, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't a bad thing and you know i'm, I'm very cordial to folks and stuff yeah. like that and um it is yes. <laughs> some of us are quicker than others i speak from experience yeah yeah, yeah. Um, right <laughs> i say with, with tasha it's um just when i think that compassion for people and i'm not talking about family someone you love like but Compassion for people that, to me, that have even done her wrong, amazes me. Like, <laughs> I was like, I even said to her, like, yeah. you, man, you're better than me. <laughs> and, and she really, I mean, and I'm not talking about, mm -hmm. about saying that verbally or standing in a standoff way saying, you know, I forgive or anything like that. I'm talking about doing stuff for them and and stepping in for their yeah. lives and her their actions that they've done in the past to her has was was not in a positive way but she sees that they're human a human being that needs me now and i need my calling is to go help them yeah. and i'm going to help them to the fullest that i can not just a little bit to show up but i'm going to go all in and and that never ceases to amaze me. Mm -hmm. And I and I see I love it, people. And I see that more and more every 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 time. And I and you would think when the when this the my strength and weakness. Yeah. I really do love when I see another human, well, another life, period. You know, I'm this way with animals too. When I when I see another life, I I see love. Yeah. Like I, I don't look at people as the sum of their actions. I just don't, you know. If I'm interacting with a human being, I see who they are right then in that moment. And mm -hmm. if I understand what I'm supposed to do, I do what I do without regard for how they may have behaved in the past in a fleeting moment. They're more than that. Yeah. Humans are more than that. And we need to see that in each other. I think, you know, yeah. I can't help but be that way. No, That's just I, who I, I am. It. I get it. You know, I forgive. Like, I, forget. I get it. I forget. <laughs> I don't forget. I just forgive. Right. Because I, you know, all I can I, say is I, I got take your it back. in and I let it go. Yeah, I got your back. Hey, but no one runs over me though. No, yeah. no, no, not they. Right. Do. They do not. I and let's be clear about that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not. A she's not going to let you push oh, no. her. Yeah. But she will reach yeah. out, right, and yeah. and show her, and not just say it. That's what gets me like you you put your money where your mouth is right like I'm gonna go help that person right and, I, and I'm like that person hasn't done you right and you're like it's okay they got or you know whatever spirits telling me they need me 
Yeah. And she's there. And I'm like, that's all right. That's cool. Amazing. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how you see each other because though what you said aren't like the usual, like, oh, you know, I like how they dress or I like, you know, that they buy me things. You guys really talked about the underneath um, yeah. that of the core of who you are. And um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And it kind of leads into this next um, question about intuition, because I think a lot of your knowingness and, and confidence comes from you know, trusting that process, trusting your intuition. Um, and I would love to know how intuition plays a part in your family's journey. It is everything because we've stepped out on that, right? On that oh, intuition. Yeah. And some failures and, and many successes. Um, but I don't say they're failure, they're lesson learned, Lessons, right? Yeah, because we um, Like somebody asked me one time, you know, about my career, life and all that. Do you regret or would you take anything? I'm like, no, mm -hmm. because it all led me to where I'm at now. Yeah. Made me the person I am, the 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 wise person that I could share with my children. So yeah. intuition played a huge part in making making those turns together yes. and individually yeah. in those paths in the road, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, definitely, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a center. I mean... That's one of the things that attracted me to him as well. You know, I'm a very cerebral person. He is too. Um, his intuition was actually what brought him back to a place where we met. Like if he didn't follow his intuition, we would have never met. We would have never met. You know? And so. Every time we drive by, it's like, like, this, 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 this is where I turn around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, um, you know, our, uh, foundation really, we don't make, we really do not make any major decisions without checking our tuition, both of us. Yeah. We check that yeah. first. Yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense of how you, you know, how your life is. It's just, it's very core. Like you could tell it's very much who you are, not just, you know. Uh, what you want the world to see is just who you are. And, right, yep, right, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So my last question for you. Mm -hmm. uh, what does being a close family who's deeply rooted in culture, community, and connection mean to you? What does it mean? It means that we have freedom. Mm. That's what it means. It, it really means that we have freedom uh, because we know who we are, where we've come from, uh, the legacy that has enabled the very privilege that we're experiencing today. It allows us to move very differently. We do not have, do we have any struggles? We have zero struggles because of how um, we perceive things and how we are very highly adaptive, but most importantly, how we execute. Mm. And we're able to do that because we come from communities of people and culture and lifestyles that have shown us how to do that. And so, you know, despite the, all the major issues that are going on in our country that are very real, you know, there's lots of division right now. Um, there are a lot of issues um, with uh, uh, perceptions of power and agency. Um, we're able to maneuver a little differently um, because we have paid attention to 
not just the history, but the ways and that of of people e evolving the community, our society at large, our country at large. And so um, it's everything. It means freedom to us. We have freedom of mobility. That we have. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with also, you know, my husband being an immigrant. So he moves a little differently, you know. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, he That's moves right. a little differently. He sees things very different than, you know, uh, uh, especially the average American person that has not traveled. <laughs> mm -hmm. so we, we have all these talents in different places, you know, throughout the world. But most importantly, we're very rooted right here in our birthright, the United States. Yeah. And, and that makes a big difference in how um, we operate. And so I would say freedom, definitely ease of movement. Yeah. Um... Adaptability. I'm I'm a proud Belize, Belizean American. Yes, uh, <laughs> born in Belize, but I was raised here in the U.S. Um, I served the country because I was very grateful for the opportunities that it brought my family. Right, there's no doubt about that. The opportunities that we got here, I wouldn't have gotten in Belize. Doesn't take away from my culture and how I love yeah. my culture, of my people, and in Belize, um, but. Um, our community is broad, like, and that's one of the key things, right? And very extremely diverse. Yeah. Like, we have friends from all walks of life, right? From people that love Trump to the diehard Democrat. Yeah. And I use that as example because that's, that's the prominent thing. Here, right. right. That's a good spectrum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, and we have that. Oh. And all mm -hmm. of them, like, no. And I and I and I love the ones that I'm close to. I love them all, and they're all broad yeah. because I see something in all of them that is just good human beings, right? That have ideologies that are different, yeah, right. Yeah. And being able to and we do that, on, and I and once again, she does that way <laughs> better than I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm the place uh, you come to. We have those private forums at my house. Yeah. Come yeah. But the spectrum of, of this homeschooling yeah. community that we have from the religious base to the yeah. to just the STEM base, right? To all of that yeah. plays a big part in our lives and yeah. how our children see that and who they will become and how we interact in this world. Yeah. Right. I, you know, you always used to remember we say, oh man, that group was so far ahead of their time. Right. Mm -hmm. I want my kids to be far ahead of their time mm -hmm. in understanding the world that we should be. Yes. Right. And can't not be. the world that we're putting to these silos yeah. and says this is what you're supposed to be, mm -hmm. but a world that the 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 playing grounds are and the grounds are all flat and we're all just out there making it happen. Mm -hmm. That's what I want my kids to be able to have. Mm -hmm. Not to say you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, or yeah, you need to hang with these people or hang yeah. with that people or be in this group, but to say, you know what, I'm going to touch all of all it. All of it. That, that's, <laughs> that's what we do. I'm going to touch, touch all of it because guess what? Because On I purpose. can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I respect it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you all are modeling that type of behavior, and it's just a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> Me personally, I know the audience who is going to get to know you or may already know you. Um, we're absolutely rooting for you all, and we know that how you're moving is how your children are going to move even better. I, I love that we get to, to see that. 
Uh, before we go, I have a few lightning round questions for you. Very simple, but <laughs> let's 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 just answer off the top of our head. We don't want to think about it too much. Okay. Your favorite drink. Ah. Uh, let's see. Which one would it be? I have so many. I'm a mixed master. Um, what is it called? The panty ripper. That's a Belizean drink. You didn't call it that. What's that the name? That is the name, but what's well, the name of it? It's 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 pineapple juice and coconut rum. Oh, I like okay. any pineapple and coconut. Yeah, and does. I like the flavor of rum. I don't necessarily care for the, um, you know, the alcohol, but I like the flavor of rum. Mm. All right. Don't drink like that anymore. It doesn't drink. It can be any drink. Coffee, tea, yeah. whatever. I drink a lot of water, but um, <laughs> I'm a turmeric tea and ginger. Yeah, he's a, that, he's I'll do that. Okay. You're like, that's safe. No, that, you know, I, I just, I, I don't want to, con- I used to drink, right? And I can easily mm-hmm. drink, but drink. I, I'll have a, a wine with Tasha every once in a while now, yeah. but that's a decision I made. But so if I speak about the drink I like now, I would say turmeric and ginger tea. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Which one are you the most of? I can probably guess, but introvert or extrovert? We're like right down the middle, both of us. You know, I really really appreciate my time to myself. And like when I'm done, (laughs) I'm just like, it's done. All right, we out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're like right down. Yeah. The middle. It's it's funny because so many of my guests so far have been in the middle. It's very right. difficult to say a strong. I, I, yeah. I know they call it ambiverts, ambiverts, which I don't ambiverts. know. That's yeah. that what it is? Because I have yeah. to network and I have great relationships yeah, and I can have, to do have conversations with people. But when I don't want to do that anymore, hey, Tasha, we're we're going back to the hotel room and right. I'm good. we don't have to go to another event. You know, so. Yeah. I think I'm gonna add that ambivert because I think so many people fall in that. Like I'm, I'm naturally introvert, but mm-hmm. here I am doing stuff yeah. like this. So you know, here's how it goes. All right, night owl or early bird? Oh, night, night owl. owl. Night owl. Night owl all the way. Both of us. Yes, right. that works. I can birth both though. I get up early. If I yeah, can. we have to do it. We'll do it. But yeah, and we're still. But we still stay home. <laughs> As one does, yes. Uh, what's the last book you read? Oh, man. Whew. Let's see. Oh, man. What's the very last one? Oh, Probably. Good. See, I read multiple books at a time. Okay. <laughs> what's well, the what, problem? Which um, one comes to mind? Whichever. The what Passage like for Me. Yeah, so The Passage for You. Yeah, so that's that's a... I haven't read anything for leisure. <laughs> That's a leisure book. And I don't know how long. Yeah. I'm so sci-fi, vampire, zombies. Yeah. You know, spy stuff. That's me. So the passage was a yeah. trilogy book. Yeah. Right now, Code of the Extraordinary Mind. That's one of my favorite books right now. I read that again and again and again. Mm. So, okay. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Code of the Extraordinary Mind. It's like, oh, you got you are me. <laughs> It's like, there are no rules. I've been to rules. There is no spoon, you know. That's how I live life. There is no spoon. Yeah. Yeah. This book probably was the the last one I read was the four-hour work week. Yeah. Uh, Ah, yes. 
that's a game changer if you yeah especially in the beginning yeah. trying to figure out yeah I read that soul it's such an old book now which is crazy but I whenever I read it I was like oh yeah okay I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not one you take fully literally but you have to take pieces out of it yeah. how to apply it that works to for your you. different ventures right mm-hmm. yes. if you have multiple ventures then <laughs> you're still on a so you just <laughs> too much <laughs> capitalists. Yeah, they definitely have good principles good. in that book for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your favorite season of the year? Oh, oh mine is summer. Oh, mine's holidays, like oh yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas. He loves the holidays. I love the holidays. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. It was one of the greatest things I ever saw when I came to the Our US. Children. I was like, yes, this happens. Oh, <laughs> we, we do have a lot of holidays, don't we? Woo. We do. Yeah. No, we have them in Belize, but I'm saying one that where there's giving and and, and gifts festive. and festive. And oh, festive. yeah. My children are. Yeah. That is true. That's good. All right. Last question. What's the last TV show you binged and loved? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What are we binging right now? Uh, Hijack. We haven't haven't binged anything. The last thing we binged was, was, uh, was, was that thing with the kids on Netflix? Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger Things. That was the last one one. we binged. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't. Black Mirror. Oh, Black Mirror. We binged Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. Those are always good. Yeah. This one's a little The other ones we kind of tape and watch when we can or mm-hmm. but Black Mirror we sat down because it had been a while and we wanted to see yeah. what they had come up with. So Black Mirror was the last one we binged. Yes. Or she falls well, asleep. <laughs> As one does. I know that all too well. We try though. We do. I'm that age. I'm there. <laughs> I can't stay up like I used to. <laughs> no, no. Well, Mary and Natasha, thank you so, so much for spending this time with me. We had such a long, fruitful conversation. And I know the audience will just gain so much wisdom from your wisdom and your willingness to share. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, oh, you're so you. welcome. Thank you, Camille. Thank you for having us. I love my conversation with the Vansies, and I hope you did too. You can find the Vansies on Instagram at Tasha Sharif Vansie, linked in the show notes. And remember, if you're a homeschooler and want to hear more about their homeschooling journey, you can get access to a bonus episode where we discuss that and more by joining Homeschool You Academy, my online school for homeschooling parents. Learn more via a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Intuitive Family Podcast. I would love to know your thoughts about the show. So please leave a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you love the show, help me spread the word by sharing it with other families you know. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast and follow me on my socials linked in the show notes. See you for my next episode.